Before we get this episode started, I feel like it's very important to take a moment of silence to remember our beloved Chesley Crest. I had the honor of meeting Chesley my junior year of college when she judged our talent show at the University of South Carolina for Homecoming Week. I was over the moon when I got to meet Chesley. She was such a bright light, just like everyone else has said many times over on social media and through conversations with other pageant girls or just people all over the world that I've talked to in the past two weeks. And I decided to take two weeks off for the pageant world to just kind of sit back and really think about life as a whole. And I wanted to jump back on and put this episode out there because I know this is for a purpose. Someone is listening out there that needs to hear these things. Whether it's just tips and tricks, or making their day better, or hearing about different substance abuse or emotional distress that they're going through, and they can relate to something, and they feel like they are not alone. So I'm just happy that you guys are tuning in weekly to hear this podcast and hear and listen to other people's experiences in life, and I truly am grateful from the bottom of my heart. Let's get this episode started, and thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of The Crowning Moment. Welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she is going to introduce herself. Hey, everyone. I am Caitlin Vogel, Miss North Dakota USA 2021 and Miss North Dakota Teen USA 2019. Awesome. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. For those of you who may have not watched Miss USA, uh, this is exactly where I found you from. I was watching with my roommate. I've been making her watch pageant. She's brand new to the pageant world, so she's like all invested now. And when I saw you at Miss USA on TV, I was like, I have got to have her on the podcast. Like, it's just like, I just want to hear about your experiences and what it's been like as Miss North Dakota. And as you said, Miss North Dakota teen. So what has that whole experience been for you? Yeah, I mean, when I started as a teen, it was my very first pageant. So I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Um, Regardless, I absolutely loved pageantry and that's why I'm back. And so coming into Miss North Dakota USA, I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. I was more prepared. I had goals set before I even won my state pageant and I've been able to accomplish them throughout my year. That's so awesome. So what was it like preparing for Miss North Dakota as a Miss this time? Did you do anything different or what was like some lessons that you had learned from being a teen previously? Yeah, I I definitely went through a huge transformation being Miss North Dakota Teen USA. Um, before I won that first title, I was very shy. Um, I actually reflect on the story. It was about a month before that state pageant, and I I remember I was at the same hotel as my family, but I was in a different room with just like a random girl. It was for a volleyball tournament, and I was crying, and I was like, I can't do this. I don't want to be in a different room. And then by the end of Miss North Dakota Teen USA, after I won everything, I was hopping on planes to New York by myself. I was confident. Um, and traveling alone and even more confident in myself, I really throughout that whole process found myself and what makes me unique and kind of found my own voice. And so then the year I took a year off, obviously, I could not be the title holder after I gave up my crown. And I, I really focused on the things that made me unique. And then coming into Miss North Dakota, like I said, I had goals, I had a plan, I knew what what they kind of were expecting out of me and then the same of what I wanted out of this and so that I feel like I have never really had a toxic relationship with pageantry and that's that's what I really love 
So you said you were a teen and then took a year off. So did you immediately jump back in after that year or? I did. Yes. I was an older teen when I competed at Miss Teen USA. I was 18 years old. And then as a Miss, I won my state title when I was 20, but competed at Miss USA as 21, which isn't the youngest. There were a few other girls that were younger than me, but it is rather young in terms of competing for Miss USA. Going to Teen USA, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, so once again, I've never been to a national competition at that point in my life, and um, it was a little overwhelming, so that that helped in for Miss USA. I knew that the days were going to be long, and I was prepared for it, but it was nice to be a teen because the atmosphere of the girls were was very non-competitive throughout all of Miss Teen USA. We kind of were just obviously teenagers. We were just doing it. There wasn't so much of a sacrifice if you were to win. Um, So it was just really easygoing, fun. It was a great experience as a first-time national pageant for me, and it did prep me in ways for Miss USA. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. And like I said, like I had never, I mean, I've never had someone on the podcast so far that has had these type of experiences at these, you know, huge national televised events. So going into your time you won Miss North Dakota, and then now you're prepping to go to Miss USA. What did that, you know, you got crowned. What was that journey to getting to Miss USA look like for you? Yeah, so in the Miss USA system, when you're crowned, it's kind of your year is what you make it. Um, of, of course, you want to make as many appearances as you can. I am a nursing student, and nursing school is not very easy. So last semester, I couldn't really get into schools a whole lot, so that's what I'm focusing on now. But it was really unique in in juggling and being a full-time student, working two jobs, being Miss North Dakota USA and prepping for Miss USA and wedding planning, which most girls aren't engaged when they are pageant title holders, but I am. Um, so it was a lot, but if you if they all mean a lot to you, you can make make it work. It's just time management and prioritizing things. Um, but in terms of prepping for Miss USA and that big elite pageant, um, once again, it is what you make it. Um, and I knew that something I really wanted to focus on was interview. If I was to make that top eight this year, I want I wanted to sound educated because I am a Miss and I, well, one, I just wanted to know about world problems anyways, because I, I don't watch a whole lot of news. I'm not huge into politics. I'm not a journalist. I'm a nursing student. So I don't focus on those things a lot. So that's something I wanted to focus on. So I worked with some great interview coaches twice a week for about two or three months before Miss USA. Obviously, getting in um, that fitness routine, I had a great um, fitness trainer. He taught me a lifestyle more so. It wasn't dieting and intense working out. I worked out maybe three days a week and I didn't cut anything from my diet. I just was more mindful about what I was putting in my body and um, making sure to get enough protein a day. So just a lot of lifestyle benefits, honestly, in prepping for Miss USA. But it was it was a lot to juggle. <laughs> Yeah, and I know when I had talked to a previous person that was on the podcast, uh, Miss New York, Sydney Parks from the America System, she had done a dinner with Marley Stokes, Miss South Carolina in New York, and she was talking about the big differences between those two pageants of how, you know, 
like you said, you're preparing for that swimsuit body. You're preparing for all these like intense questions that are, you know, based around what is, you know, like politically happening around us and what's, you know, just being more aware of your surroundings. And that's very different from that other system. Have you ever tried other pageant systems or has this been the only system you've ever tried? Um, This has been the only one I've ever tried. I guess going into it as a teen, I'm from North Dakota. We're not a big pageant state and I didn't know there were so many other systems or honestly what the big difference was. But once I did get into the system, it's definitely... Uh, the system for me, I mean, I definitely think I would like the America system if I would have went that route too, but the connections that the USA system is able to make and, and obviously Miss USA goes on to Miss Universe and that is the, when people think of pageantry, that's the pageant they're thinking about and I am on that stage. And so just being able to reach that elite level, I do, I, I actually, I will be judging nationally for another system in July, USA National Miss. And so all these systems have the same goal of um, educating and empowering women. And so I I never want to diss a system because all of them are great that they will affect some girl in the right way. Um, But yes, Miss USA is my system. And it's kind of just like, um, I'm so I have so much pride from being from North Dakota, I can never represent another state or another name. I am North Dakota through and through kind of like I feel like I am the representative Miss USA. USA system like that's mine but I I won't ever just any other ones but I am the USA system (laughs) no I love that because everybody has like their system that's for them and I did just see the USA National Miss had posted that you're going to be judging and that is that is so awesome like that's so exciting and they did release that they're giving like ten thousand dollars away for their winners this year that is insane yes and they have a lot of different age groups. I'm so excited. Honestly, on my bucket list, it was to uh, judge a state pageant. And so when they asked me to, to be their national judge, it's it's an, oh, like over a, a bucket list moment. And I'm very, very thankful. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there's a whole bunch of age divisions. I get to meet so many girls. And I do believe um, like um, Tennessee from my Miss Teen USA experience is one of their national title holders now. And so it's kind of like a full circle moment. <laughs> That's so exciting. Yeah, because then you'll you'll start to recognize like people back like watching them compete in pageants. And then, you know, like you just said, like Tennessee, your teen year, you're like, wow, like she's a title holder for another system now. So it's very the pageant community is it's big, but it's very small at the same time. And you start to you start to pinpoint and remember people along the way. But going back to your Miss USA experience. So you get to Miss USA and what like walking into Miss USA, what was your like headspace? Were you calm and collective or were you like a little nervous? What was that like? Yeah. So we had a really unique opportunity this year where we had a Miss USA retreat. So we got to meet all of the other title holders in a non-competitive atmosphere in Mexico. So it was nice going into there knowing the girls. I mean, granted, some people still had that competitive mindset and that's how they roll and that's great. But it was, uh, I'm, I guess I am a competitive person. I mean, I played sports growing up, but at the same time, I'm not very competitive and I'm at a point in my life where I can like recognize the other girl's strengths and what makes them unique and beautiful but not necessarily question my own don't get me wrong I I did still compare myself I mean when you're with 50 of the most beautiful women in the country it's hard not to um but also I was at a point of peace I knew that Obviously, this was a goal. I worked so hard for it in so many months. And at that point, there's nothing else you can do that's going to change that week. So you might as well have fun. Um, 
I, I did want to work out in my hotel room. I wanted to get that, but I didn't. And I was like, honestly, one workout's not going to change it. We're going to be just fine. That extra piece of cheesecake at lunch is not going to change it. You already did all you could do. And, and the other thing that was really soothing for me is, um, like I said, if I if I was to win Miss USA, I would have had to postpone my wedding. So there are pros and cons to that. I would have loved the opportunity, but I wouldn't get my wedding date that I had set, which is my parents' anniversary. And then on the other side of it, I mean, I get to marry my high school sweetheart, but I don't get to be Miss USA. And so it was nice. I just prayed every night. I was like, whatever you feel like our relationship can handle and what is best for our future and things like that. And so it was nice that it was kind of out of my hands. I'm just like, whatever you feel like is right. Um, and I know not everyone is religious and that's just fine, but that was very soothing to me that I could just put it all in his hands and whatever happens, happens. I 100% agree with that. I myself am religious. That's what, like, I'm with you. Like, you know, it's never, it's not up to you at the end of the day. It's whatever is in God's plans. And I agree with that 100%. You would love to be Miss USA, but I feel like you have something very sweet and something to cherish with, you know, marrying your high school sweetheart, having that date for your parents' anniversary. So girl, I do not, I do not blame you on that one. Yeah. And I think that's important for girls who are going into any pageant like this is having goals post the pageant. And I mean, if you have to postpone those goals, amazing. Go be that national title holder or state title holder. But it's nice to know like that it's not just not your end all be all at that pageant. Like if you don't win, it's like, oh, it's okay. I have this other really exciting. I'm going to get this job when I get home. So it is important to keep planning post the pageant and not just have everything planned up to the pageant and stop because then when you come home, it's almost like an identity crisis. You're like, wait, what, what do I do now? I stopped all my planning because I really thought I was going to get this. So I think that's important for any girl going into a pageant is to not focus all your attention in it. Obviously you want to focus some or most, but always have plans after. I a hundred percent agree with that. And that's something that this year, I know I've been for myself, I've been writing down my goals, exactly what I want, but I know I'd been reading a book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks about how finding your goal is great, getting those goals, but it's the system that you put behind your goals is what's really going to achieve that. And that's something that I've been like really thinking through. And he had talked about a story of just like random bikers that they lost for years and years and years, but they had to break it down to the basics. What type of shoes do we have? What type of clothes do we have? And I feel like with pageants this year, like that's one of the things I put in my head is, okay, what is my goal? My goal is to get to this pageant and, you know, hopefully win if that's in the cards, but what am I doing to prepare myself? Like, what is, am I going for that workout? Am I, you know, getting the dress that, that doesn't wear me, I wear it. Like, it is, you know, stunning, and it's not overpowering. Do I have that interview coach? Do I have that social media going? Like, that's, like, the really big thing behind it, and a lot of people, I'm glad they're hearing, you know, what you're talking about, because that is something very important, that it's not just about that goal, it's about the system that you're putting in place for the goal you are trying to achieve. So that's something really good that you've definitely nailed on the head. What was it like, they call the top five at Miss USA. What was going through your head during that time? Um. Okay, I'm going to take a step or two back. I guess when I, so I was first runner up at Miss Teen USA. I'm not sure if you knew that. So in 2019, so going into this pageant, there were some people that had that high expectation of me, but I was at the point where I was like, I hope I just make top 16 again. Um, it's a whole different caliber of competition. So getting named into the top 16 as number one, that was a huge relief. That was my main goal going into it is just to make that top 16 so I could show the world my dress because I loved my dress. Um, and then 
the top eight, I was the last of the top eight. And so um, actually right before it, North Carolina was called. And you know how those announcers are so dramatic. They go north. And I thought it was going to be me, but then it was Carolina. And I was like, all right. I guess like so at that point, after the top seven, I was like, I guess it's just not my time. They're not going to do two Norths in a row. And then turns out they did. They did. They did North Dakota. And North Carolina was my roommate. So I was so excited, one, that she did make it. And then I was right next to her. So we gave each other the cutest hug. I have it on my Instagram. Um, but yeah, so it just was very, very surreal. And I mean, at the same time, then I was like, Oh, shoot, now I have to do that question. But I was prepared for the question. I just, you know, you don't get a hint for those questions. Those are so daunting and scary. But I was so thankful that I was able to speak on that stage and have people hear me. And I was just very thankful I knew an answer to the question, I suppose. But I also had some backups if I did not know an exact answer. Once again, thanks to my interview coaches. (laughs) Absolutely. Those interview coaches really do work miracles in your head, (laughs) trying to tell you, you know, like if there is something you don't like, you absolutely do not know the answer. They give you an answer that can help you, you know, along with that. That is something that is, you know, very nice. And so how did you feel with everyone on stage together doing that interview question, how they did almost like panel style of the girl sitting? How was that for you? So I guess I I have a pretty good say on this since when I was at Miss Teen USA, they did the the basic one where you're standing alone on the stage in your gown and now they this was the first year they did the round table discussion and I absolutely love it I hope they keep it um because the, the question's scary enough and I mean when you're standing up there basically by yourself or you and the host it's even scarier especially for a teenager but having the round table discussion we kind of just had some fun little questions first kind of broke the ice kind of got comfortable with the microphone speaking in that I really like that and then when they did ask the question you couldn't see but I mean I was tapping my foot under the table and that it's of course I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. I think all of us were nervous up there. So it was nice that I was able to relieve it in an appropriate way where no one else would know. But it was kind of just my little thing to keep me calm and focused. And if you ever heard my answer, I was very calm. Um, so I really liked it. It was just comforting too. to, I mean, like I said, I was sitting right by my roommate, but it was nice to have all of us sitting there um, kind of like at that equal level. It's not just not you in your dress in the front and center all by yourself. I was sitting with people that I was comfortable with and who had to do the exact same thing. And I really, really hope they keep that because coming from a contestant, that that was really great. I did really appreciate seeing some sort of, you know, difference from year to year. It's you're used to the same thing. Opening number, everybody that gets called and then it goes swimsuit and you have everything all together. So I'm glad that they are throwing something different in there because for the viewers watching, It just, you know, it spices it up just a little more than it did the year before. And I think this year was one of the best years I had ever seen for Miss USA. It was so different. It was just very, just intriguing the whole time because you never knew at this point what was going to happen next because you were, you had an idea of like, okay, well, we're about to roll into swimsuit. Let's see what's going to happen here. But like the swimsuits were way different than they had been before. Like the sponsorships that they have pulled into this pageant and, you know, Miss USA having a six-figure salary and living in her own, like, whole, like, apartment complex house thing together. Like, that's, that is so amazing. I know they had done that in the past where, but she lived in New York, but now living on the other side of the country. Like, that's amazing. Like, did you ever think about, you know, like, before you answer your question and everything, did you ever think about, like, okay, if I win Miss USA, like, what is, like, my next step? Or was it just, I'm just kind of letting it slide. Like, however happens, it happens. Like, what was your, like, thought process there? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, first off, it is so different this year and unique is we're under new ownership. Um, we we were under the same one as Miss Universe, and they still like I don't know the exact details, but they still like own us. But now we have a new president. It's Crystal Stewart, and so she brought pageantry, reimagined vision into it, and that's where like the the black body suits, all those kind of cool things came into it. And I do like uh, the direction she's going and her vision. Um, and then for your question, yes, I did have next steps. So I, I have a platform of inclusion. My very best friend has Down syndrome. And so I was really, really excited to work with Best Buddies, um, which is their affiliated charity. Um, and we are actually working on a pilot program here in North Dakota so that she can play an essential and equitable role in healthcare. Um, I... It'll take a few years to fruition because it's a whole study that we have to publish and make the criteria. Um, but it's just people with disabilities are sent to the three F's. It's called the food, filth, or flowers. And in terms of my best friend, she deserves to play an active role. She shouldn't be sent to the flower shop or janitorial work. She should play that active role. And not only will that benefit her and other people with disabilities by playing that valuable role, but I do think it'll change the public's thinking subconsciously because right now you see someone with a disability and you're like, oh, I have to take care of them. But if Bella, so to say, who has Down syndrome comes into your room and is providing some care for you, it kind of flips that switch like, oh, she's taking care of me. We're equal. And so that's what we're working on right now. We're still in the, I would say, probably the beginning stages. We, we established our goals of this program. Um, and have a general outlook of it, but we're getting into criteria and stuff. And so as Miss USA, I would have had a lot more time that I could sit down with Best Buddies, who is obviously the largest organization for healthcare workforce inclusion or for workforce inclusion in general. Um, and then it, I would have kind of had them as a guide, which I still think I can. Crystal was really great about that and saying like, yes, one girl does win Miss USA, but all 49 of you other girls or 50 of you other girls are still important too. And you can always reach out. And so I'm hoping to get this pilot program figured out a little bit more and then in the coming years reach back out to her. And I know that the Miss USA organization is so supportive that they would probably help me get connected or jump on and be a part of it as well. So I, I'm hoping that comes in future years as well. Miss USA or not. <laughs> okay, Miss USA or not, I'm so excited to hear that you're still like wanting to chase this platform dream of helping this whole project get along where, you know, as Miss USA, would you may have possibly had it like a little faster. Yeah, maybe. But with this one, you still have all of those avenues of those people through the Miss USA system. And I'm so glad that they're, you know, still allowing you and saying like, please reach out. Like you still have these connections. You are still important to us. That's so amazing that they're still treating every contestant like they've already won Miss USA. Like that's so awesome to hear. Absolutely. And going back to after you did your question at Miss USA, you finished, you were a little calm. When you said it, you were very calm. So I was like, I would be, I would be losing my mind. I'd be screaming internally. <laughs> but you know, after doing your interview prep, I can only imagine that you would not be. But after that, so your evening gown, that's the one thing I've wanted to talk about. Like you said, you wanted people to see your dress. That was the big thing. With your evening gown, how did you pick it out? Who was the designer? How was that done? Yes, I can talk about this all day. So first off, my designer was Sherry Hill, and it was sponsored by Ashley Renee, so a few shout-outs. Um, but yeah, so I actually have gotten the opportunity to model for Sherry Hill for the past three years um, as a teen. That's after Nationals. That's when she kind of found me, and she asked me to model, and we have established a very great relationship. She is... 
it's so crazy because obviously Sherry Hill, if you're in pageantry, that is a big name. But when you meet her in person and she is the Sherry Hill, she is so kind and genuinely cares about her models. And that's definitely a, someone I want to support. I told myself if I ever did get into modeling, it would be people that I do genuinely believe in and think deserve this. And she's more than deserving of all her fame. Um, she is so, so great. So uh, since I was able to model for her, I, I've tried on many, many dresses and I was in her couture room and we were just kind of trying on a few for other people because I was the floor model so people could see dresses on me. And then when it kind of got to my turn, um, it was this velvet dress, but it was in black with the slit, not the same top or anything, but Sherry told me, she's like, just try it on. And I was like, no, this is not me. And so I, I ended up putting it on and I loved it right away. Um, the slit was super high, but it was, it was on the side. So it was, didn't feel like I was showing anything, but it still made me feel like a miss, obviously, because coming from that teen to miss transition, I, I was trying to find ways that would help me look more miss because it is only a two-year difference. And sometimes I still feel like a teenager. I mean, I don't think I'll ever get over that stage. I'm very young at heart at times. But anyway, so I put on this dress that Sherry recommended. Loved it right away. I definitely thought I was going in and going to get like that, that basic pageant dress, like the gold, sheer, sexy dress. But I put on this and it was so unique and it, it definitely was my personality. Um, and then the neckline of a lot of people like the neckline. It was like a choker and low cut. Um, I actually, they posted it. It was a prom style, that neckline, quite a few years ago. And I screenshotted it right away. And I'm like, this is my Miss USA neckline. Like, I want this neckline. And so we kind of went with my vision and what Sherry recommended. And it came to fruition. And I, I wouldn't change it. It is my all-time favorite dress ever. <laughs> yeah, it looked amazing on stage my mom literally texted me a picture of this and she was like isn't this beautiful and I'm like uh yeah girl like I'm already watching like I know it's beautiful but no like you seriously you had one of the one of the top five standout dresses on like I had done a Miss USA kind of play-by-play -play episode and you definitely 110% had a standout dress on my list I was just blown away because it just it fits you perfectly and it just, but it drew everything to the eyes. Like everyone looked at your face. They were like, wow, it's a pretty dress, but wow, like she looks beautiful. Like that was the whole situation you did, which is really good because some people forget that, yes, it might be a beautiful dress, but we should be more focused on the girl wearing the dress. And you did an amazing job with drawing the eyes of the audience to your face to pay you attention while you were on stage. So I wanted to throw that in there because that really was something that I was like, wow, that is insane. <laughs> it's definitely, I guess, uh, in terms of all the listeners, uh, there's so many people out there that can push and sway you to a certain dress. I do know I tried on a different red one, but it made me feel like a mermaid. And they were really trying to convince me to get this dress because it made me look beautiful. But I was, I knew right away, I was like, this is, this makes me feel like a mermaid. And all I'm going to think of is that I look like a mermaid, even though no one else probably thought that. And so being able to do that, I was luckily able to customize it. But for teen, I, I just found one that I knew I would be comfortable in, but also confident. And it was my power color. So there, 
for the listeners, there are a lot of people that are going to try to sway you a certain way, but I do think you should go in with what you want and really try to stay on that track because that's what's going to make you feel the most beautiful. Even if someone else thinks you look like a million bucks in this other dress, it's what you think. It's not what they think. Um, So obviously I do love all the advice I was given, but I am glad in in both national competitions, I went with the dresses that I felt beautiful in, even though my my national was teeny straight dress was just a prom dress it wasn't a pageant dress it wasn't couture it was just prom but I felt beautiful I mean the judges saw that and then I still placed first runner up in a prom dress yeah so what is how does it I say this in like a the nicest way possible how does it feel to have placed both first runner up in those competitions because I know some people hate that first runner up spot like they hate it but I don't know sometimes I feel like it's such like a humbling experience to be the first round because you're like wow like they thought that I was you know like I've achieved all of those goals and I checked all those boxes for all of these judges that I was I was there I was still good enough like I was there how how did that feel for you to be first runner up in both competitions yeah so I mean it is a, a bittersweet because it's like you're so close but you're not close enough but at the end of the day obviously it is just subjective opinions of other people and whether they choose you yes or no um so it, it was like I was so close I was almost sorry what they wanted um and I guess like you said the way I the way I look at it once again going back a little bit to religion is Uh, I feel like he was showing me that I am worthy. And as a teen, he just was like, you're not ready yet. And so then I was like, okay, I'm gonna try it as a miss. And he showed me I'm worthy again. But I think at the point in my life, it was best for me to come home and get married and start a family. And so yes, I was worthy of that title. But that isn't the way my my life's gonna go. So um, that's kind of the, the perspective I have on it. Maybe in another lifetime, if I wasn't engaged or happily going to be getting married, maybe I would have won. Maybe it was at the point in my life that I, I needed that. But um, I feel like it's just, it was enough to show me that, yes, I am worthy. Yes, what I'm doing is right. But at the same time, that's just not my path. And that's okay. It is, it's very subjective and it's either for you or it's not, it's in your fate or it's not. And all the judges are very subjective and maybe they would choose a completely different top 16 even if it was a day later or maybe what they had for breakfast helped them choose the winner or something crazy like that it's it's either for you or it's not is what it comes down to which is kind of crazy because pageantry is really expensive but you just you just gotta have faith (laughs) yeah this definitely has been one of my more expensive hobbies in life but I feel like it is also like if you love it, you're going to find ways, you know, to figure this kind of like situations out. Like I, I help people on the side with just like coaching and walking and stuff, but it's girls that they're like, I want to do this hobby, but I may not be able to afford it. And I'm like, that's perfectly fine. Like, I'm not asking you for payment. Like I will, you know, I was sending pictures to a girl that's doing high school America for South Carolina, showing her how to walk. What's the best way to do it? Like, it is an expensive hobby, but there's always those nice people out there that are always willing to help and always putting their neck out for you when you might least expect it. So that's kind of nice. The good thing about it. And yeah, coming from a small community too, there's a lot of people that do want to support you and ways you can fundraise. Um, so it definitely is expensive, but it's definitely doable. Um, but you do have to have the heart for it. I do try to find girls that want to compete, but it is it is a job when you are a title holder. And when you do win that, you just don't win the crown and all the photo shoots. You win a job. And uh, I think a lot of people need to remember it is that it, it, you should, yes, 
relish in the glam, the glitz and the glam and the glory. But at the same time, remember what a title holder is and that's serving the community and your greater state. Um, so I think that's a lot what a lot of people too, uh, even when they're not involved in pageantry, they don't realize that, yes, I'm putting in a lot of hours a week just serving people and I don't get paid. So it it's a job without pay, but you get paid in many other ways. <laughs> So we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same question. It's just our little ending question. So how has pageants positively impacted your life? I guess the real question is, is how they haven't positively impacted my life. Um, Just the woman I've become, the woman that is confident in who she is, that can see other people's beauties without questioning her own. Um, and that also knows how to form like professional relationships with many people. I have so many more connections, whether no matter where I want to go, I have phone numbers on my phone that I can call up. And even like the contestants, maybe some of them will be someone that you need in a few years that you have their number, you have that connection. Um, so not only personally, is it just so beneficial to finding out who you are and what you're made of. Um, but also in the professional sense, it's great. And, and being able to be the face of your state. I know I've grown some, I've born and raised here in North Dakota and I've gotten, my pride has run even deeper because I've been able to be so supported by my community. Well, again, I'd like to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This really does mean a whole lot to me that you took time out of your day to do this. But you know, guys, whatever happens in the future, I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Thank you.